Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Laker fans, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, another edition of Lakers Talk here in man. Does it feel good to do Lakers talk tonight? Appreciate everybody being a part of the show. Great open from Mario Ruiz. Um, we got a lot to get into, and obviously this is going to be a very positive show, a lot different than it was a week ago. Do you guys remember this? A week ago. week ago. We're talking about the Lakers losing to the Indiana Pacers. That was a Monday night game. I did Lakers talk on a Tuesday. And then a week later, look, the the – the clouds have uh, have gone away, and the sun is shining, even though it's already dark outside. But um, uh, obviously, a really nice week for the Lakers. I got a lot that I want to get into. We're going to obviously talk about the Lakers winning 8 of 10 games. Uh, the big, big-time win against the Milwaukee Bucks. Anthony Davis's play and how everybody is um, adjusting their game to build around Anthony Davis. And then Jovan Buha of the Athletics going to come join us in a little bit as well. I always like having him on. Uh, tonight it will be a little bit different of a conversation. A week ago it was different, and today, um, you know, certainly the Lakers coming off uh, some of these Ws will be a different uh, – um, it, it will be a different feel to it. Let's put it that way. Okay, let, let's start with this. Let me put aside the win yesterday against the Washington Wizards. I don't think a complete surprise or a shock or anything along those lines. Um, but I do want to go back a couple games ago, Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks. So, Laker fans, there has been a lot of chatter and conversation, including myself. All right, they've won eight of ten games. There was a time, what was it, five of seven, something along those lines, and this was after they lost to the Indiana Pacers. Then they beat the Blazers and no Dame in that game, and it was, okay, hey, they've won six of their last eight games, but who have they really won? Who have they beat? Who have they gone up against that you could say, hey, that's a big-time win right there? And to be honest with you, I'm not even talking about just this year. Tell me a time over the last year and change that the Lakers with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook have a big-time win where we can all sit here and the next day everyone's talking to each other saying, how about the Lakers with this W? The only thing that was unfortunate about the game against the Bucks on Friday is that it was on a Friday. And, you know, we had to wait a couple days to talk about it. Um, that win on Friday night in Milwaukee was as big as it gets for a franchise that has not had a big win in a year and a half. That win on Friday night was not a, well, the Milwaukee Bucks didn't have Giannis. Giannis didn't play. Well, Giannis played poorly and the Milwaukee Bucks shot 15% from the three-point line. No, no, no. That 133-129 win the Lakers had against the Bucks was bigger than one game. That win that the Lakers had against the Milwaukee Bucks was much more important for the Los Angeles Lakers than it was to the Milwaukee Bucks. That that win for the Lakers against the Bucks meant the Lakers have a real road win this season. That the Lakers have a real win this year against arguably one of the best teams in the entire NBA. Friday night was big for the Lakers, and I actually do feel that that one win kind of turned some heads around the league. 
Now, I was a little fearful yesterday saying, okay, well, what does it mean if you go out and lose to the Washington Wizards? Lakers didn't, did, didn't do that. I know they built a 29-point lead. Um, Wizards cut it down to nine. Did it get too close in the fourth quarter? Yes, it did. Did Braun and Anthony Davis have to play minutes in the fourth that you hope they wouldn't? Yes, that is the case. However, they got the win. It happens in the NBA. You don't not too many times. There's always runs, and the Lakers look like they fell asleep there in the you know for a quarter or so, uh, but they eventually got that win. That win against the Bucks was so critical, so important, and I really think it kind of starts changing the perception around the Lakers. Now, they still got four more games left on this road trip. They still got a really, really tough um, month of December. But Laker fans, before I get into individual players and Anthony Davis and everything else, um, it was so great to watch the Lakers beat one of the elite teams finally in the NBA. You know, I remember going into that game in the pregame show. I was spending some time saying, look, they've had road games against good teams. They've lost all of them. Golden State. Denver, Minnesota, Utah, Clippers, Phoenix. They had six games against teams that you think are either in the playoff race or going to be competing for a championship. They went 0 for 6. Lakers started the season out on the road 0 for 6. They got those two wins against the San Antonio Spurs, and then they got that win on Friday night against the Milwaukee Bucks. It was so great to watch, so great to be a part of that broadcast, to do the postgame show and everything else, and maybe that's the turning tide for the Lakers. Maybe now they could look at themselves and understand that, all right, hey, we got off to a 2-10 and 10 start, but they're 10-12 and 12 now. They've won eight of their last 10 games, and I think it does legitimize some of these Ws for the Lakers. It legitimizes that if you've won eight of your last 10, do you have a game that you could look at and say to yourself, this is a signature win, and the Lakers finally got one of those, and they did it on the road. Um, Anthony Davis, I don't know if you guys know this, but Anthony Davis over his last 10 games, and the reason why I am um, you know, I'm pointing this out is because I really don't think it's a coincidence that Anthony Davis in his last 10 games is averaging 35 points and 16 rebounds, and the Lakers are sitting at uh, eight and uh, eight and two over those last ten games. I'm looking here. There was a couple different stats that Stat Muse had, but this is the one that really kind of stood out to me. Um, over his last ten games, he's averaging 35, um, 16, and uh, and about three blocks or so. So it, it's such a it's it's such a uh, it's not a coincidence, and it's obviously this is where the Lakers are, is because Anthony Davis is having so much success. And you know, I, I've had an issue on the Anthony Davis front of is AD ever going to be that player that Laker fans thought he was going to be, or Laker fans were hoping for, or the plan of the front office is, yeah, go trade for Anthony Davis. Um, but you're trading for Anthony Davis at a time where he's walking into his prime. AD's only 29 years old right now. Can he eventually get the keys to the franchise and actually drive it and know where to go and be the foundational player? If you'd asked me that question a month ago, I would have told you no. If you'd asked me that question a year ago, I'd have told you no. Uh, after they won the NBA championship in 2020, I would have said, absolutely he can. You just watched LeBron and Anthony Davis in the NBA Finals and that playoff run. He was great. He was fantastic. And he's only going to get better for the Lakers and more comfortable. And the Lakers are only going to surround him with the right pieces. And it didn't happen for two years. And it didn't happen to start off the season um, this year, especially when the Lakers were 2-10. and 10. 
But now you're looking at Anthony Davis, and he was just named NBA um, Western Conference Player of the Week, which you know you do what you want with that. I don't think it's you know the the biggest deal in the world, but I think it just shows how good Anthony Davis has been. Whether it was 55 yesterday or the 44 on Friday night, or over the week uh, he's averaged almost 38 points a game and 13 rebounds plus three blocks. Um, you do with it what you want with those stats, but for me, what he's establishing is, guys, we win when you play through me. We win when I take 20-plus shots. We win when I'm aggressive. Some of that's on him. We win when I'm selfish. Some of that's on him. I think the Anthony Davis portion of this, what we've seen over these last 10 games, really, really starts giving you this thought process of you know that game plan that the Lakers had a couple years ago when they traded for AD maybe it's finally coming to fruition maybe they already cashed in a championship and that vision that they had for Anthony Davis to take over the franchise it might be two years late but it's not too late he's only 29 years old and I I was you know I remember after Lakers lost to the Pacers I was complaining that I didn't like that AD only took two shots in the fourth quarter. And I was actually pointing the finger over towards LeBron. LeBron, get him the ball. Why was LeBron taking 22 shots and AD was only taking 15? And LeBron was 8 of 22 and AD was 9 of 15 in that in, in that stretch of that game against the Pacers. And that, you know, maybe it's going to be an adjustment for LeBron James to realize that at this stage of his career, 20 years in, 30, you know, about to be 39 years old or 38 years old, um, maybe it's a it, it's tough for Braun to realize and understand that there's a player on the Los Angeles Lakers that's actually better than him. He's never had to deal with that in his career. And then I think these last couple of games, Braun has adjusted his game to make sure that AD's getting what he needs. Russ has had um, 26 assists over the last two games off the bench. He had a 15-assist game. He had an 11-assist game. So he's obviously adjusting what he needs to do as well. Um, Maybe, just maybe, everybody's starting to realize that the only way the Lakers have success, the only way the Lakers win, is if every single thing runs through Anthony Davis. And I feel like the Lakers are obviously doing that over these last 10 games. And the most important thing, AD's delivering. It's not that they're they're trying to run things through Anthony Davis and – He's tentative, you know. It's not like he's, no, 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 no. Let LeBron do it. He's asking for the ball. He's calling for the ball. He's delivering. He's getting to the free throw line, hitting his free throws, hitting his jumpers, hitting his threes, hitting and ones. Um, You know, obviously the most important player on the defensive side, and you got a lot of other players stepping up. So what what started off to be uh, a really, really tough season, and the Lakers in at 2-10, and and a week ago, what was a really tough show watching the Lakers – blow a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter to the Indiana Pacers, I feel like the Lakers have um, have have hit their stride and they got some good Ws and it's gone up against good teams. And to me, the most important thing, Anthony Davis is the one that's delivering. Uh, do you guys know that Valvoline Instant Oil Change, which is a great partner of ours on Lakers Talking on uh, ESPN LA, you know, it only takes about 15 minutes to get your oil change and just goes right through the drive-thru. You don't have to even get out of your car. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline instant oil change. Uh, thank you to Valvoline for being a part of this show. Um, okay, this, this is what I want to do when we come back. I, I think there 
are a few things here that jump out to me uh, simply over these you know last week and a half or so. But the conversation, something happened yesterday uh, in Washington where the crowd is chanting MVP, and it's not for Braun, and it's not for uh, um, Russell Westbrook. It's actually for Anthony Davis. And I, I want to spend a little time on that because I don't know if – Anthony Davis is going to do this for the next, you know, 40 games, 50 games. I, I don't know. I don't know how long that sample size is going to be with Anthony Davis. And I don't know if he's going to be in the conversation with Giannis and Embiid and Jokic by the time the season is all said and done. But there's a couple of things I do want to point out, um, and we could do that coming up next. So I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Uh, stay right here. Don't go anywhere. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Uh, Jovan Buha coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Lakers got a game. Kind of a tough two-game stretch coming up coming up here for the Lake Show. I feel like I've said that a lot this year. Uh, at Cleveland tomorrow and then at Toronto coming up on Wednesday. So back-to-back games for the Lakers where, um, you know, we'll see how they eventually do on the rest of this road trip. But it's not going to get easy. Um, they got obviously a lot of work to do. But, damn, is this not a great start. 2-0 and to get things started for the Lakers. That's uh, That's big time right there. Um, we did get a uh, injury report or a status report. Lakers always send it out. LeBron and Anthony Davis probable for tomorrow's game, so I think we should be okay there. Wenyan Gabriel is questionable, so keep that one in mind. Um, okay, I-, I mentioned you know something unique was happening yesterday in Washington. By the way, I think Lakers had eighty four percent Laker fans there in D.C. Um, crowds chanting MVP. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, I'm bringing it up because I have been the one, and look, I got no problem admitting when I'm wrong. For two straight years, I walked into Lakers basketball, and I would tell Laker fans out there, and I think this is the year where Anthony Davis is, uh, he's going to be a part of that conversation for most valuable player. Two straight years. And maybe I was trying to sell myself on it, uh, obviously, I, I, I love Anthony Davis's game, um, and we all know the potential that he has. I was wrong for two straight years. He was not in any of those conversations. He just kind of kept going backwards the other way. And then this year, before the season started, I decided to uh, tell Laker fans that I, I'm not, I'm not going to 
come out here and say, I think Anthony Davis is going to compete for an MVP. What would make me think he's going to? I just watched two years of basketball where it's obviously been very, very difficult for him to stay on the court. So I aborted mission. I'm like, all right, enough of this one. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and try to say that AD is going to be a part of the MVP conversation. In Washington yesterday when AD is dropping 55 and 17, um, the crowd is chanting MVP. What was unique to that chant for me was it wasn't LeBron James. It wasn't Russ who's won an MVP in his career before. It was Anthony Davis that the crowd was chanting MVP for. I mean, listen, if the Lakers had a game tomorrow and it was here at Crypto and Laker fans got a chance to um, appreciate, show their appreciation for Anthony Davis from his 44-point game and his 55-point game over the weekend, all of Crypto and Laker fans would have been chanting MVP. I, I, I believe that you know whether Anthony Davis starts – having that conversation that he's the most valuable player and we start having that conversation can't be 10 games obviously um this has got to be something that you sustain for 70 games and you got to play 70 plus games if you're going to be a part of that conversation um and the team's got to be good and the team's got to be relevant and they got to be in the mix you know Jokic won it last year well they were a sixth seed in the western conference Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. missed a lot of time so it was clear that every time he walked on the floor Jokic was the best player Giannis has won it before they won an NBA championship Giannis was the backbone he was the finals MVP Braun has won it before same thing Steph Curry go down the list of the players that have won MVP um the fact that that conversation is even being had that Anthony Davis is back into that conversation and back into the mix. Again, 10 games is not a big enough sample size. I do think that's a step, an unbelievable step in the right direction. And it's refreshing to hear that those MVP chants, not for Braun, but for Anthony Davis. Because if the Lakers are going to compete this year, and they're going to be one of those teams that's in the thick of the Western Conference, and they could turn around this season after starting out 2-10, and 10, if all that is going to happen, it has to be because Anthony Davis is the best player for the Lakers every single night, period. You're going to have some games where Braun's going to look great. You're going to have some games where Russ maybe goes off and has 15 assists like he had in a game. But let, let's not kid ourselves here. If the Lakers are going to be in any conversation of competitive basketball this year, AD's got to be the best player, and he's got to be one of the best players in the NBA. And at least for these last three weeks, we could have that conversation, and there is no, okay, come on, that's a stretch. No, AD's been the best player in the world for the last three weeks, and um, the bigger question is going to be now how teams adjust to him, how the Lakers continue to feed him, how he responds, and if this is something that he could sustain for a long period of time. Look, if you come out of the month of December with how tough that schedule is for the Lakers, you come out of the month of December – and Anthony Davis is still putting up numbers like this, and he is, um, you know, snatching the player of the month away, and that conversation is continuing about him being the best in the business, then it's a it's a completely different conversation. And that, that record that the Lakers have, I think, will also only continue to improve if he's the uh if, if he's the focal point and he's delivering like this for the Lakers. Okay. So I got this and I, I want to spend a, a second on it because I think it's an interesting conversation. Lakers all of a sudden winning some games. How does this change that date that's coming up, December 15th, 
when the Lakers could potentially go make a trade. A lot more players will be available by the time December 15th comes. For those who don't know, um, anybody who signed this past offseason cannot be traded until December 15th is the first day that you can trade him. So I'll give you an example. Patrick Beverly of the Lakers, if the Lakers wanted to use him to go get another piece, they cannot trade him until December 15th. Or if the Lakers want to go grab a player from another team who just signed somewhere in the offseason, you can't go make a move for him until December 15th. Lakers have won 8 of 10. Russ has looked really... He looked like he's got a roll off the bench. Not perfect basketball. Trust me. It's six turnovers yesterday. There's times... I'm in my head. I'm like, Russ, you just got to be smarter with the ball. And then there's other times where every time Russ has the ball in his hand, I'm like, wow, he's making a lot of good decisions. He's setting up AD, setting up Braun. He's hitting Troy Brown Jr. on a cut. He's finding Lonnie Walker open. So there's kind of a little back and forth when it comes to Russ. But now that the Lakers are winning games, how can this stretch for the Lakers play to the advantage at the at making a trade? How does it change the strategy of making a trade? For me, this is the way I've always looked at it. And I know I mentioned this, but Jovan Buha, when he comes up, he does a fantastic... It was last week that we're sitting here, him and I are having a conversation, and he's the one that said that watch for the Lakers to have this type of strategy. Instead of just going for the home run and it's Russ and it's two first-rounders, maybe they use a guy like Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn and a first-rounder, and it's a smaller deal, and you're around that $20 million range, maybe you could go grab somebody um, and you don't have to give up Russ. But I think the way things are changing, once you start winning basketball games, you're not as desperate. And I think the Lakers, as the season started, and last year as well, there's so much attention on them, and, you know... Russ is making $47 million, and they got to win right now. Look at Braun's age. When you start winning some basketball games, I think it takes out some of the desperation. I think at least perception-wise, it's, okay, we don't have to make a deal um, out of desperation. We can make a deal because we think it's the right deal to be made. We can make a deal because we genuinely feel like this is only going to complement our team. And if we're going to give up one of those draft picks, that 2027 or 2029, we're going to do it because we feel like it's the right move for right now, and it puts us into the conversation. When you go look at those NBA standings, you say, all right, well, maybe they can hang around with some of these other teams. I don't know, Lake fans, I don't know if you've gone out and looked at the NBA standings, but in the Western Conference... The Golden State Warriors have 11 losses. They're 13 and 11. Look, they got a better record, but let me just hear me out here for a second. They're sitting in the sixth place in the Western Conference. They're 13 and 11. Lakers are 10 and 12. Lakers have one more loss than the Golden State Warriors, and the Lakers are all the way down in 12th. I point that out because there is the Warriors, the Clippers, the Blazers, the Jazz, the Mavs, the Timberwolves, and the Lakers. That six teams with 11 or 12 losses in the standings. It's close. Nobody's running away with anything in the Western Conference. The Lakers have been able to kind of weather the storm and still be in the mix of everything. So when that December 15th date comes, I think the way the Lakers have played, I think the way that Russ has kind of found a role off the bench, I think the way that the Lakers, you know, still have those valuable assets in the 2027 and 2029, 
I think the way Anthony Davis is kind of solidifying himself as the face of the franchise right now, that Braun can still put up 28-7-6, and six, and he doesn't have to be the team carrying the team the way Anthony Davis can carry the team, I think it will play to the Lakers' advantage. Now, listen, I don't know what other teams are going to do. I don't know if they're just going to sit back and say, no, 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 it's got to be those two first-rounders, whatever the case is. But I think there's going to be opportunities for the Lakers to improve their roster, and I don't think they have to do it in a complete desperation mode. That's the only point that I'm trying to make, that they could probably go find a trade partner, and it makes sense for both sides, and they could – um, you know, service some of the needs that they have and still be in a position where they can win games in the process leading up to December 15th. If the Lakers, you know, at this point, let's say the Lakers were sitting with their 10 and 12 right now, if they were sitting at six wins and 14 losses or 16 losses, that's a different conversation. And, and don't get me wrong, it's not like it's a walk in the park in December because it's not. But I do feel like that perception is changing. Guys like Lonnie Walker, they look good on the Lakers. Troy Brown Jr. feels like he has a role. Austin Reeves certainly has a role. Um, Russ coming off the bench. Wenyon Gabriel's been a nice piece. Thomas Bryant can give you some minutes. Lakers got some guys. So however they feel like they want to improve their roster, uh, I don't think they're nearly as desperate as it seemed like at least over the last uh, a couple weeks ago or whatever the case is. Okay, Jovan Buha covers the Lakers for uh, The Athletic. Always does a fantastic job. He's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 
All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Uh, appreciate you guys all tuning in. Um, you know, as we've done the first half hour, uh, talking about Anthony Davis, talking about LeBron James, talking about Russ, talking about the eight of ten games. I want to welcome in Yovan Buha, who covers the uh, Lakers for the Athletic, also covers the NBA. Yovan, as always, man, appreciate the time. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Okay, so a lot different than our chat a week ago. Um, it's not kind of fun. Okay, so a week ago, Lakers lost to the Indiana Pacers. They had a 17-point lead. Um, obviously, they blow that lead, and I don't need to get into all the details there. Since then, the Lakers beat the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, not a big shocker. Beat the Milwaukee Bucks, an absolute shocker for me, and then don't have a letdown yesterday against the Washington Wizards. They went 3-0 and the rest of the week. Um I just kind of want to get your thoughts here. The Lakers have won eight of their last ten games. Anthony Davis has arguably been the best player in the NBA. And I'm just, I want to get your view on how do you look at this eight of ten games? Do you feel like the Lakers are much different than they used to be? Or do you need to see a much larger sample size than ten games? I think the Milwaukee game is what really changed my perspective on all this because. I was looking at the schedule and I was like, okay, you know, San Antonio three times, uh, you know, they, they beat Portland without Dame, like, you know, they beat Detroit, but without Kate Cunningham, they beat Brooklyn without Kyrie and, and Ben Simmons. And it's like, I mean, yes, you know, you, you have to beat the, the opponent in front of you and, and for the Lakers. I mean, let's just go back to last year where last year's team couldn't beat any of these teams, right? Like, I mean, Houston, how many times did Oklahoma they blow games? City, against? Sacramento. Yep. Yeah. Like, so, so th- there was progress in and of itself just with that. But to me, it was like, okay, well, they're about to have a brutal December. They're going to go on this six-game road trip. They have another five-game road trip at the end of the month. And it's, it's just like this is really going to you know, put, a, put it into perspective of just w- where the Lakers are actually at. But that Milwaukee game to me, um, you know, I, I wrote it. Like, I think that's the best win. And really, there's, I don't even know what the second best win is, but it, it is the best win to me of the LeBron, A.D. Russ era, hmm. uh, you know, bar none. Like, there's just really nothing else to compare it to. Like, if you go and actually look at the games that they've played together, they don't have a lot of impressive wins. Like, they have not beaten a lot of teams above 500. Like, really, you know, going back even last year, they were 11-10 with those guys. But, like, most of those wins were against bad teams. So, like, this was their first, like, legitimate you know, Milwaukee, number one defense in the league. They got Giannis, probably the best player in the league, second best record in the East. Like, they went in there, they, they traded haymakers. Uh, you know, I thought for most of the fourth quarter, they were going to lose the game. And then there was a point there where uh, it kind of looked like they were going to win, and then Russ misses the two free throws, and you're like, okay, here it comes. Milwaukee's going to tie the game. It's going to go to overtime. Milwaukee's going to win. And it's just going to be another game that the Lakers should have won that, that they didn't. But they pulled that out. Uh, to, to your point, like Anthony Davis, to me, I'll say, like I think has been the best player in the league for almost a month now. Uh, just one player, Western Conference Player of the Week. First time he's done that since December of 2019, so that was early in, in his Lakers tenure. Like To me, it's, it's a combination of winning that Milwaukee game, following it up with the Washington game, where you know we've also seen from this team, maybe they do have an impressive win, but then they come out and lose to a lottery team. So they took care of business against Washington. 80 had the 55 points. And I just think now, like, looking at this, if this team can continue to you know, play at this level, maybe go 4-2 four and, uh, and two on this road trip, I, I don't think they're going to go undefeated. I think it's just too hard of a slate. But 
go for and to come back with some momentum. Now I think you're looking at that December 15th date of, you know, do you upgrade the roster with, with Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, and a first-round pick or, or a protected pick? Um, you know, do you eventually trade Russ? Like, I think the, you know, after that Indiana loss and, and some of the earlier losses in the season, we were talking about, you know, what's really the point of going all in when you're maybe a playoff team, you know, maybe a play-in team. I think now, like, it would not surprise me if this team can surge into like a five or six seed uh, at, at some point in, in the next few weeks with, with the way they're playing. So um, again, like, you know, I think there, there's some cautious optimism where it could always unravel with this team. We, we have seen them show some flashes and, and then uh, kind of, you know, come, come back down to earth. But to me, just the way that 80 is playing right now and that Milwaukee win, that's something I've never seen from this group, uh, especially that core of, of LeBron, 80 and Russ together. And I think now I'm, my tune with the Lakers is, is totally changing after the past week. So, Jovan, it's interesting because I think the the win against Milwaukee obviously has some people turning their heads. Um, I, I love Darvin Ham over the course of whether it was leading into that game or after the game. It's like, look, it is an important win. It, it is it is obviously something that builds confidence for the team. But you still got to go beat the Washington Wizards. The Lakers did that. But I, I think you bring up. I think an interesting scenario is coming up, and you mentioned that December 15th date. If the Lakers, let's say, did go 4-2 and two on this road trip, and, and you get to December 15th and you start looking at this team and this roster, and you know even Russ, Russ has 26 assists in the last two games. That's coming off the bench. He's got one game with 11 assists, another game with 15 assists. How, how do you think the strategy does change if they continue winning and you get close to that December 15th date? What, how is the front office looking at that date if the Lakers continue to have success between now and that date? I think it increases their aggression. I know the front office is looking at this six-game road trip and, and really it kind of being a potential swing point for them in how aggressive they want to be with upgrading this roster. So I think you know they do go four and two. I think Cleveland is a winnable game. I think Philly is a, you know, like all of a sudden I, I think with the way they're playing, like some of these games that looked pretty daunting, you know, start to look, uh, you know, winnable. I think Toronto second out of a back to back, that's a pretty tough one. But um, again, I, I think four and two is, is very much in play right now. And you do that, you, you come back to uh, LA at 500. And I think all of a sudden uh, it's just a different conversation because there was a point not too long ago where it looked like this season was kind of going off the rails and it started two and 10. And then, um, you know, another five, you know, just be a back-to-back five game losing streaks. And it was just, we, we, you know, it was hard to be optimistic. And I think we had kind of seen enough and it was like, okay, maybe this is a lost season. You, you punt on it, you, you save your picks and you go into next summer with, with uh, three picks because you get your pick back on, on draft night and, um, you know, try to either get somebody in free agency or, or put three picks for a star next off season. And, and that was going to be the Lakers approach. But I think with, with the way Anthony Davis is playing right now, like he to me is, is the type of alpha that can win a championship. And I, you know, maybe that's, uh, it's probably too ambitious with, with this group right now. But I think if, if you can get even a playoff spot and, you know, five or six seed with a LeBron James and, and an Anthony Davis, like that is going to be a, a tough team to knock out in a seven game series. So I, I really think, uh, you know, we've seen the backcourt is loaded. There's a lot of three in and sometimes even four guard lineups. So if they can kind of consolidate that and and maybe you streamline the position just to Dennis Schroeder and Russell Westbrook and Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker, 
and then upgrade the front court. Like now, all of a sudden, I think you just have a, a much more balanced roster. And of course, I, I think Russ is going to be the big one of, of just um, you know with the way he's playing. I think his trade value has increased, but I still think a lot of teams are going to draw a hard line in the sand of just we want two picks. That's been our asking price. Like it, it just is what it is. But w- looking at as I've reported before, Kendrick Nunn and Patrick Beverly, like those two guys, you can get into that eighteen to twenty million dollar range. Mm-hmm. That, that could be a couple guys in that ten million range, or, or even one player at twenty million. And you you get in, you know, you, you bring in. You could, you could go get a Miles Turner, but but you could also get uh, you know di- different guys like. You bring in a, a big that complements AD or a, a 3 and D wing that, that adds some size and shooting on the perimeter, all of a sudden, I just I like the makeup of the roster a lot better. I think that's kind of the one thing right now is still in some of these closing lineups, you're going with three or four guards, and it just doesn't really – it's not really going to work, I think, against the, the, the elite teams in a seven-game setting. So I think the Lakers can, can find some more balance and improve the front court. Um, th- this could be a, a dangerous team as long as they stay healthy. I mean, that's kind of the other thing here is like, you know, AD, we, we've seen him stay healthy for a period of time that we haven't really seen from him consistently. So that's kind of the one thing I'm watching is, is how long can he stay healthy? But hmm. if he does, like right now, I think this is the best he's ever played. Jovan Buha, who covers the uh, Lakers, Lakers reporter for The Athletic. Uh, you could follow him on all his social platforms at Jovan Buha. Um, stick on Anthony Davis for a quick second. What has been, you know, the big difference for you in these last 10 games? His stats are, whatever, 35 and 15 and three block shots. He's been amazing. Over the weekend alone, a 55-point game, a 44-point game, went toe-to-toe with Giannis, had a better game than Giannis statistically. Um, Over this 10-game stretch, what – is there one or two things that has stood out to you? Because it's not like AD can't get numbers, even though his numbers sometimes might not be overwhelming. They'll be 23 and 10, 25 and 10. But the big question is, are you impacting the game in a way where everybody's stopping and saying there is just no answer for him? What what have you noticed over these 10 games? Yeah, well, I think it's it's been his aggression level and his assertiveness and there's still been some games in there where he didn't get the ball as much in the second half or, or in certain fourth quarters. And, and that's been a big talking point uh, around the team for, for much of the season. But just, you know, I, I think with AD, one of the biggest criticisms of him is, aside from the health has been his passivity at times and, and him not demanding the ball or, or him settling for jump shots. And I think you've really seen a commitment to, you know, get to the free throw line, get to the rim, um, he, you know, and he, he's been shooting 88% at the free throw line over that 10 game uh, period. His, his shot has come back. I mean, that, that was one of the biggest things in the Milwaukee game was, uh, you know, he had been doing most of his damage at the rim, but in that Milwaukee game, it just became, okay, well, I know this is one of the best rim protecting teams in the league. You got Brooke Lopez, Giannis Antetokounmpo, they, they both can block a lot of shots. So I'm just going to shoot over these guys and, and kind of draw them out of the paint. And, you know, he made a couple threes that game, also made a couple threes in the Washington game. So, like, I think his jump shot has returned, looking like the, the bubble AD uh, that, that we saw. Uh, but it's really, to me, been more of a mentality and a mindset shift with him where we know Anthony Davis is, is one of the most talented players in the league. I mean, there's no questioning that. And if anything, that's kind of why he's been held to such a high standard for so long is just because this guy was the number one pick and, and – for a lot of people, including myself, you kind of considered him the next in the lineage of 
Tim Duncan and, and Kevin Garnett and Dirk Nowitzki. And he put up those types of numbers, at, you know, early in his career. And the last couple of seasons has kind of not been at that standard, but he's definitely back at it right now. He's putting up, you know, Shaq-like numbers uh, for, for the Lakers right now. And so I would say that's the biggest thing. Um, but I think the other thing, the, kind of a more of an X's and O's kind of nerdy thing has just been, he's been so dominant in the pick and roll. And, and you've seen it with, LeBron with, with Russ with, with Dennis, uh, the Lakers are running a lot of these low pick and rolls around the free throw line and, and kind of just clearing out on the other side and um, you know basically daring people. Okay, if you're going to help too much, we're, we're going to kick it to a shooter. You know, wide open shot. They've been shooting the ball a lot better. Um, and if you just kind of play it with, with two guys, like AD is going to score. So he's been really dominant in that. He's been getting a lot of easy buckets that way. But I really think it's a mindset thing. Even some of his answers in his post-game media, I've just noticed like he's got an attitude right now that he doesn't always have. And mm. um, I think that's really – it's always kind of been mental with him, and you're just seeing it kind of all click and come together at the right time. Yovan, final one. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm curious just because I know you know on day-to-day you're covering the Lakers, but your work with The Athletic and uh, just your insider around the NBA – how what's the perception right now of the Lakers around the league are, are teams starting to f- take notice that the Lakers are playing better basketball or do you think it's got to be much more than 10 games before other teams start taking notice teams are taking notice and i think i really think the Milwaukee game was what you know i don't want to overblow its significance but i think a lot of of teams and just people around the league were, were looking at it similarly to, to the way I looked at it of just, okay, you know, they, they beat the Spurs a few times, they beat the Pistons, they beat the Nets without a couple of their stars, like you know, that that's not really moving the needle this is still, you know, then they, they blow the Indiana game, it's kind of like, okay, same old Lakers, like, the, you know, they are who they are, but I think the combination of, of AD increasing uh, you know, his play over the last month and, and that Milwaukee game followed up with, with AD, you know, putting up 55 second most points he scored in his career uh, in a game. Like, I think this this past weekend really put the league on notice of, you know, the, the Lakers are not this laughing stock team that I think they were for the first month or so uh, of the season with, with that two and ten start and Russ moving to the bench and the blown leads and and you know all these different things that they, they kind of had to deal with. So. Um, you know, again, I think with the Lakers, it's consistency. We, we have seen some flashes earlier this season. We, we saw some flashes last season. Um, I think nothing to this extent, but but still, you know, consistency has, has kind of been their biggest weakness, I would say, over the last year and a half. So I'd like to see more of that on this road trip. But I think, again, if they can go four and two, get a couple nice wins against, you know, they play Detroit, that's a winnable game. Like, get a couple of those games uh, under their belt and really, you know, get back to 500. I think that the rest of the league is starting to take notice of them and they're quickly going to be back in that playing mix. Jovan, I greatly appreciate the time. The insight as always. Uh, thank you for doing this. All right, bud. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. All right. That's Jovan Buha of the athletic. Follow him on social at Jovan Buha. Uh, when we come back, got some final thoughts and let's take a quick look at that Lakers schedule and the rest of that uh, remaining road trip that the Lakers have, like uh, Yovan was just mentioning. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Lakers Talk, 710 ESPN.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, another uh, quick shout-out to Jovan Buha. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of the show. Uh, he's been a consistent contributor. Always appreciate his work, and he does a great job for the athletics, so simply put. Um, uh, also, a quick thank you to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. A uh, great partner here on Lakers Talk and a great partner of 710 ESPN, so we always appreciate it. Um, okay, uh, as we give our final thoughts here, um, should we start getting uh, selfish here? I mean, Lakers started the road trip out 2-0. and By the way, I did a video before the road trip started. I said the Lakers would go 2-4. and 2-4 and is what I said. They're already 2-0. and they got four games left. Um, let, let me kind of break down the rest of the schedule, and then, uh, uh, you know, obviously things are changing here as the Lakers did start out 2-0. and They got Cavs tomorrow, and they got Raptors coming up on Wednesday. So they go back to back. That's not that is not an easy schedule for the Lakers. Uh Cavs playing good basketball right now. What are the Cavs at? They're 15 and 9. Uh Toronto is 12 and 11. The problem with Toronto, they're such a young team. They run up and down the floor and that is definitely definitely a team that will try to take advantage of the Lakers from that perspective and the Lakers will be playing on a back to back. Lakers played the Cavs earlier in the season. They lost by 14 to Cleveland, and that game was here at Crypto. So um, this is the toughest stretch I think they have back-to-back, at least in this road trip, just the fact that those two teams, they're facing those two teams in two nights. Can you split? Can you grab one of these two games? I don't care which one it is, Cavs or Raptors. Get the Cavs game, uh, especially because that's a team that already beat you. Um, but that's going to be an incredible challenge, and I really do think the Raptors game is going to be a challenge. You got Philly after that, uh, Embiid and Anthony Davis going at each other. You know, AD and Embiid had a game last year against uh, against the two, and AD dominated. He looked fantastic. Now, Lakers lost that game, so I'd rather give me the win and AD doesn't look good. Um, but that that will also be another interesting one, and then you got the Pistons. But for the entire month of December – I want to point out some of the matchups that the Lakers have, okay? These are all teams that are 500 or above. Cleveland, Toronto, Philly, all on the road. There's three games. Boston and Denver at home. That's five games. At Phoenix, at Sacramento, there's seven right there. At Dallas on Christmas, there's eight. And then at Miami, at Atlanta, there's 10 games remaining in in the month of December that you're going up against teams that are at 500 or above 
And these, um, let's see, eight of those games are on the road. So trust me when I tell you that things, you know, are not going to get really all that easier for the Lakers. Miami's the one team. They're 11 and 12. So you could say, all right, seven of nine that are going to be against teams at 500 or above. But Miami just walked into Boston a couple nights ago and got a big-time win. So Miami, to me, is still dangerous. Those are all dangerous games. you got some other games that you know you think the Lakers would take advantage of. There's a, Piston games in, a Pistons game in there. The Wizards again. they got a game against Charlotte as well. Uh, a game against the Orlando Magic. So there's some games in there that are you know should be gimmies for the Lake Show. But if you thought this road trip's tough, go look at the rest of December. There are not many games that you can look at for the Lakers and feel comfortable about. That's why you know it, it is um, there is a lot of curiosity to how this month closes and the fact that the Lakers have won eight of ten and started out the road trip two and zero. Uh, if I want to get selfish on this, it'd be great to see them split these last four games on the road, and they walk, they come back to crypto four and two. Um, will that happen? I, I have no idea. I really don't. I just want to see them kind of continue to hover around that 500 mark. I want to see them even against these really tough teams, not just well they got fortunate that they won a game or oh, it was a good moral. It's a moral victory. No, no. Lakers need to stack up Ws. And they got a, a lot of good teams that they're going to face in the process here. And you can't tell me that game against the Milwaukee Bucks, they can't build off of. I mean, if that doesn't do something for your confidence, if that, if that doesn't do something for Darvin Ham to let him know, hey, guys, I think things are starting to work here. I don't know what will. Um, the Cavs game tomorrow and the Raptors game, that's a different one. That's a... You only play the Cavs once a year in Cleveland. You only play the Raptors once a year. You know those fan bases are going to get up. Every one of these teams that the Lakers face, the fans are going to get up. It's LeBron's old stomping ground. Um, it, it, those are going to be challenging games. So can the Lakers respond? Can they continue to grow off of what they did in uh, that win against the Milwaukee Bucks? We'll have to wait and find out. Uh, I'm back on tomorrow morning with Travis Rogers at 10 a.m., uh, pre-game show tomorrow. Remember, it's an early game against the Cavs, so 4.30 will be tip-off. I'll start the pre-game show at 3 o'clock. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. Always love doing Lakers talk. Always appreciate the interaction with our listeners as well. Uh, thank you to Michael Funches. Thank you to Laura Romo. Thank you to Mara Ruiz. Uh, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. L.A., have a great rest of your night. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.